Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on your time zone. I am not Charlie Smith, but you are still listening to the Britney Army Barracks. Unfortunately, Charlie cannot be with us this week as they are off dealing with a family crisis, so please send all of your well wishes to Charlie. So, in Charlie's stead, I invited on my good friend, T. You may know her on TikTok as WTFB underscore Anon, or what the fuck being on. And welcome, T. Thank you for stepping in this week. Hi, T. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy that you were able to come in and do this for us. And I know Charlie really appreciates it, too. Yes, yes. Hi, Charlie. We had already teased our listeners that Charlie and I were going to watch the um, BJ slash That Surprise Witness video on YouTube, um, I Found Britney's Money. And so T and I have watched that and we are going to discuss it. Yes, there was a lot to discuss there. I have to admit, like, this is not where my brain thrives in hearing a lot of legal information at one time. So I did have to take, like, a lot of notes to try and make sure I understood everything. But she went in. She did. And she did a great job breaking it down and um, simplifying it for those of us who don't really get into the legal stuff or understand legal stuff so much. So I took four pages of notes. (laughs) Yeah, me too. First of all, everybody should watch this video. Um, don't just listen to our podcast. We don't want to take away from BJ's views. So go listen to it to your, for yourself. But the overarching thing that BJ was talking about was the SJB trust. Yes, the trust that was established um, in 2004. So established pre-conservatorship by Brittany herself. Correct. This was a trust that she made, and this is all alleged on based on what BJ said. This is her research, but she made this trust herself with a lot of high power attorneys, and it was to protect all of her assets. And allegedly at the time, she put everything she owned into it. I mean, BJ was listing stuff like private planes, furs, bank accounts, like all of it went into this trust. Yeah, jewelry, cars. Everything you can think of that was of value was in there. She also mentioned that Brittany herself was the one who appointed herself as trustee, as the sole trustee, and she intended to have full control over it. Um, And so the answer to where's Brittany's money ultimately is going to lie. It's in this trust. But the journey to who has control of that trust is like what this video is. That's what BJ's video is about. And currently, I mean, I don't know what you think, T, because I was left with questions. Who Who is running this trust now? The video left off with Jamie Spears and Andrew Wallet running this trust. And I believe Jamie Lynn was added in at one point as well. And there's not really been much information on it since Jamie Spears and Andrew Wallet were added in, which was in... Um, 2017, I believe. Yes. So I'm guessing it's still them. So how is that possible that Jamie Spears might still have control over the SJB trust, but he's no longer conservator? Like, how how do we find out who actually has this at this point? That's what I want to know. I just remembered. Also, it moved over to those people, um, the UBS bank people, mm-hmm. Robin Francie and Mark Lewis. Yes. And they were still managing it. So it seems like they might still be the ones managing it. And possibly Jamie was removed once the conservatorship ended. But now these people who Robin now has her own company, this Robin Francie lady. So her and Mark Lewis are still 
I guess, controlling it with, I don't know who else right. who is closer to Britney's circle having some oversight because Britney was never added back. Right. She was never added back. But the thing is, like, and, and tell me if I misunderstood this, because I understand that a lot of this is over my head, but it sounded to me like Robin and um, what's his name, Mark? Yes, Robin and Mark. They they didn't they're not trustees. They were like selected advisors. So they were with the banks that the trustees were negotiating these deals with and saying, OK, you're in charge of advising how to spend these funds now. Right. The question is, who are they inv- advising? Like, who's right? Who's the trustee? Who's the beneficiary? Who's who are they advising? Or are they just running amok with this trust? I'm so confused about it because the last information, like you said, was that Jamie Lynn Spears was added as trustee. But I I don't currently know who is the trustee of this. And I don't think BJ said in the video, unless you can correct me. No. Last I heard, Jamie Lynn was added in and then it kind of ended there. Okay, so let's go back and let's talk about how the SJB trust came to be. So I guess it started with Brittany and that guy... Ivan Tabak was his name? Yes, that's right. And so this all came about starting back in 2004 after Britney Spears. And this was the how the video started. After Britney Spears married Jason Alexander as an act of rebellion. And then all of these lawyers came in and made them annul it. Jason felt tricked and he felt like he was going to be allowed access to Britney again, but never was because they told him that... If they agreed to annul the marriage, if they were still in love in six months, they could marry. But then they changed her number. And then she went and did the original doll thing where she went to the radio station and played Mona Lisa and said it was coming soon. And then Jive came out and said, no, it's not. So there was a lot of back and forth between Brittany and her handlers, so to speak, during that time. And that is when Brittany decided to make this trust. Yeah, she was getting a little bit rebellious during that time, it seems, or... You know, according to those around her at that time, she was starting to get a little bit rebellious. First of all, I wondered why she felt the need to establish this trust in the first place. Was she already starting to see how things were playing out around her Mm. and how maybe she couldn't really trust the people in her circle. So she wanted to secure all of her assets some way. It definitely seems to me, like based on how BJ framed it, that that is what was going on. She was sensing that her handlers and everybody were trying to control her and she was looking for any way to protect herself. And the way that she set this trust up was to protect herself. And she was the sole trustee and there was a clause in it that basically said only she is allowed to make changes to it unless she either dies or is deemed medically incompetent to do so by two different doctors in writing, which, as BJ says, that did not happen when this trust eventually transferred into the power of the conservatorship. Yes. And as BJ noted, someone in the court documents even said, where's the two letters from the doctors? Right. And that question never got answered. It was kind of sweeped under the rug and no one ever went back and looked at that and said, oh, that's right. We were supposed to have these two letters. Someone raised the concern in the question, but it was kind of just like, oh, yeah, whatever. What a failure of our legal system, really. I mean, everything that's ever happened to Britney feels like a failure of our legal system. But she had named three people that were allowed to take over in the event of either her death or the two doctor's notes saying she was incompetent. And those three people were Ivan, who helped her construct it, um, Brian Spears, and then there was a third woman that I don't know anything about, and apparently neither does BJ. She's called Stacy Smith, but she declined the request. Which is interesting to me. I'm wondering yeah. why she declined that request. Because you would think at this point in time, 
Britney Spears is coming to you to be a trustee because these people were trustees, but uh, Britney was the sole beneficiary, but these people were trustees. So wouldn't that be like the height of your financial career if in 2004, Britney Spears is coming to you and saying, hey, I want to set this up and I want you to be one of the people to help me manage it. So I'm curious yeah. as to why that woman declined. So am I. Um, we might have to dig into Stacey Smith and find more information because there was really no more in the BJ Investigates documentary, but I'm interested to know more about that woman. I am as well. I was going to look into that actually because that's really, I mean, that would make anyone's day in 2004 if Britney Spears is coming to you saying, hey, so there had to be a reason she declined that. Yeah. And Britney Spears herself, she had control of this trust from 2004 until 2007, um, the infamous year in Britney history in which she was obviously going through a lot. And that was when she shaved her head and the umbrella incident with the paparazzi went down. And that's when her family did an intervention and they 5150'd her and put her in UCLA Medical Center against her will. And she never regained her rights again until, you know, allegedly recently in 2021. Yes. And that is when Ivan Tabak and Brian Spears take over as trustees. Britney's removed. So now it's just Ivan Tabak and Brian Spears managing this on their own as trustees. Meaning Britney no longer has a right to even make any changes or revise anything that she wants revised at all. Only Ivan and Brian Spears can. Right. Well, even I think she said, though, at this point in 2007, they didn't actually have the right to revise it yet. That didn't happen until later. Um, I think 2010, after Brian resigned, I think prior to then, any changes they were making was just literally moving the money to different advisors who were working on what to invest the money in. But they were not actually making changes to the trustee document itself. Yes. So. In 2009, uh, the seatship was made permanent. So it was a temporary conservatorship up until 2009. And once it was made permanent, Brian Spears then resigned as a trustee. So Ivan, at that point, was the only trustee left. And that's when he started making the changes. That's when he wanted to add these advisors. And at that same time, not only did he want to make changes to the SJB Trust, he also wanted to start intermingling in some way, shape, or form all the assets that were coming from the conservatorship because that was its own separate bucket of assets that Brittany had now started amassing that weren't, that were separate from the SJB trust assets. So Ivan was like, hmm, we have assets sitting over here. We have assets sitting over here. Why don't we find a way to sort of not combine them? but get the same people managing them and advising us on them. Yeah, exactly, which is pretty shady if they're supposed to be separate assets treated separately and they weren't even created by the same people. Like Britney Spears didn't create the conservatorship trust that existed in that bucket of assets. So like the idea that they were taking her trust that she made with her own stipulations and intermingling it with the conservatorship funds is kind of insane. Yeah, and as we all know, she had zero control or say in what was going on with the conservatorship trust and assets over there. So basically, it all boils down to she had zero control over anything now, all of her assets prior to the conservatorship. And then of course, anything she acquired during the conservatorship, zero control over any of that. 
Right. And meanwhile, in uh, 2008, Bri- or Jamie Spears and Ivan also went to the court and petitioned to be put in charge of the Britney Touring Company. And they were named like the sole beneficiaries of Britney Touring Inc. So now you're talking about like a trustee who is now way more financially involved than I would have thought. He was supposed to be the legal advisor of the trust. And he kind of turned into the legal advisor and the financial manager of the trust. He was basically solely doing everything for this trust without any restraints because he had full reign over this trust, which is, I mean, I would think a conflict of interest in many different ways. Yeah, I would think so too. I think there's a lot of conflicts of interest present here. I mean, especially with the fact that originally the trust was moved to that one bank. What was it called? Like UBS, UBS. And um, that's but then when the people that were managing it moved to Morgan Stanley, they petitioned the court to move the trust to Morgan Stanley, which made it really clear that it wasn't Morgan Stanley that was in charge of what was going on in this trust. It was Robin Kransky, Kransky and Mark Lewis, and they were just moving it wherever they were, which that's already sus to me. Exactly. And Robin Kransky and Mark Lewis didn't say they had worked together for a very long time, like over a decade. And even though they worked for different companies like UBS and Morgan Stanley, they would always move companies together. And now they both work. Robin opened her own company and now they both work for that company. And the trust moved there as well. So it's still with these two people who have followed each other throughout their careers which is, okay, what are these two into together? This is a little weird. Yeah, it is a little weird. And I guess there was one more move on the trust that was really important that we didn't cover yet. And that was that in 2017, just out of seemingly nowhere, Ivan resigned um, his position as trustee. And so therefore a vacancy was created for who was running this trust because they had already deemed that Britney Spears was not legally fit to do it, though they did not follow the standard of what her trust outlined was supposed to happen. They had deemed it legally. And that is when they named Jamie Spears and Andrew Wallet as trustees. And then they also were saying at that point that they were legally Britney Spears and could make any choice as though they were Britney Spears. Yeah. So just a quick recap, you know, obviously, Jamie Spears, Britney's dad, was the conservator of her person. Andrew Wallet was named the conservator of her estate. So now you have these two people who are in charge of the conservatorship, one the conservator of her person, one the conservator of her estate, are now the only trustees on the SJP trust. So they're in control of not only the conservatorship assets, but now all the assets in the SJP trust, which were acquired before the conservatorship started. And Britney Spears now, obviously, her money's up for grabs for Team Com. Yeah. And then on May 2018th is when they added Jamie Lynn Spears as a trustee. And this is when people started getting suspicious because apparently there was some sort of um, court paperwork that became public in which Jamie Spears was trying to give the SJB trust over to a company called Stonebridge, which was Lou Taylor's company. What a shocker. Surprise, surprise. Lou Taylor had her hands in this. But she didn't, but they didn't get it. So that's the thing. They petitioned for it. And then a lot of noise was apparently made. And they withdrew the petition to switch things over to Stonebridge. I actually saw something that said that this whole Stonebridge thing 
um, fans had discovered that Lou Taylor was a part of that. And fans had saw that Jamie Lynn was trying to involve them in this um, trust. So once fans noticed that, that was like the birth of the Free Britney movement because fans were like, okay, what is going on here? How come everyone else is controlling Britney and her money? Where is she? This needs to stop. And that's that was the birth of hashtag free Britney. But the question is still, you know, we, we have all this information and I'm so thankful to BJ for putting that all together and, and telling us like where Britney's money is. But like, OK, so it's in the trust. Does Britney have access to the trust now? I would love to know to answer that. I would hope so. But I mean, the way things are going and have been going, my best guess would be no. She hasn't seen that trust in a very long time. She was removed as a trustee very early on. So I don't know. And I would imagine that if she did want to be added back in, it would have to go to court. And we haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, I want to see. I want to know badly if she now, now that her conservatorship has legally been terminated, who is in charge of the trust? Is it still Jamie? Because that is a huge conflict of interest if the court has already determined that there is no need for him to be a conservator of Britney. Why would there be a need for him to be a trustee of her estate? Andrew Wallet is still still listed on court documents, still involved, it seems, somewhat behind the scenes. But I mean, it still seems like he's present in whatever is going on currently with Britney. So I wonder if he's still a trustee. I want to know, too. I If anybody knows, if anybody out there knows, please send me a tip on Instagram. On My DMs are open. I want to know because, I mean, I feel like though everybody said BJ found Britney's money, I'm like, kind of. Like, we, we know where it is, but, like, we don't know if she has access to it. And to me, that's the most important part of this. And then it also is the question of, like, okay, so what about all the stuff that she's making money on now? You know, the book, the uh, Mind Your Business, any other things that she's launching, perfumes, are those going to the trust or are they going somewhere else? That's a great question. Where is all of that going? Did she open new bank accounts? Because that's what she would have had to do. Because if she's still using her old bank accounts that are in the trust, that's where all of that revenue would be going. And we know she doesn't have access to it. So that would be terrible. That would be terrible. And I mean, it makes sense why so many fans are very much on the train of we need to boycott the brand. Don't give them any more money. And, you know, I've always remained to the point where I'm just like, well, I don't know if she's seeing this money or not. And I still don't. Having watched this this documentary, I still don't feel like I know. And I still don't know where I stand on, like, whether it's okay to support it or not. I agree. I'm in the same boat. I would love to be able to support her in any way that she needs to be supported. And, you know, I would love for her because I we know so much was taken from her. So if it means buying perfume, if it means buying the book, if it means doing all this to support Britney, I would do it. But that's my hesitation as well. I don't know where that money's going. I don't know whose hands are in that pot. I don't know what dirty deeds are happening with that money. And it's just, it's so, it makes you so hesitant to support Britney because you truly don't know if you're supporting Britney. Exactly. And it's so hard because we never hear from her on these things. And of course, she doesn't owe us personal details of her life and stuff. But it would be really nice to hear from her on things like this or to hear from anybody to let us know like, yeah, she is being taken care of with her own money now and she has access to it and all this stuff. But we're just never going to get that, I feel, at this point. 
I know money is going to be one of the topics brought up in 2024 in the court case. I'm hoping this is part of it. So this could be settled and maybe Brittany can get her name back on her trust and have some control over it or full control over it, actually. Again, I don't know if this is going to be one of the topics of the money conversation, but I'm really hoping it is because this is kind of just in limbo right now. And it's like, all right, well, who's controlling this money? Who is it up for grabs? What's going on? No, this she needs to be controlling her trust that she established. Period. So, I mean, I think on the topic of money, it's probably a good transition into talking about the upcoming book release and all of the updates that we've seen and what's been going on in book release world. Kick it off. Book release world. What have we seen? Long story short, not much from Brittany still. <clears throat> and it's rapidly approaching. So myself included in this fans, it's leaving fans questioning how excited is she actually for this book? Is it going to be her words? Is it going to be her truth? Is it going to be her story? Or is it some watered down version of the Simon and Schuster ads that we've been getting like, oh, look at me at the VMAs. I'll tell you more about this in my book. I don't know. I just don't see the passion in any of the posts she makes. <sighs> me either. And I, I keep saying the same thing over and over to anyone who asks me about it because I look at all the sides, but I think one thing is clear about the book. Brittany is not really participating in promoting it the way that is typical of celebrities to participate in their book promotions. And you can go just look up RuPaul and how he's promoting his upcoming memoir that's six months away. He's already done way more. You can go look up Carrie Washington, who's in the midst of promoting her memoir, and you can see kind of like what's expected in the industry. We're not getting any of that from Britney. So for me, it's saying to me, it's not because Simon & Schuster doesn't want her to. Of course they do. That's where the money is. Britney is the money. So she either can't or won't. And I don't know which one it is. Yeah, I agree. Whatever, though, it is, it's clear to me that she's just not into it. At least that's what it seems like at face value. She's just not that into it. And you have to ask yourself, if she's not into it, and she's only doing the bare minimum of what she's, you know, most likely contractually obligated to do, then what does that mean for the book? Because if I wrote a book and I put my heart and soul into it and I was telling everyone my my life story and my hardships and all the trauma that I went through, would I be nervous about it being released out there into the world? Yes. But I would also stand behind it and I would want everyone to know, like, this is what you've been wanting to hear. Here's my story. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you, you know, some people may relate to it and you just need to hear it because this is what I've been dying to say. Exactly. But all of the promos we get for her book are, first of all, extremely limited. Second of all, extremely short. And third of all, don't even make a lot of sense because our, the last one she gave us literally was her on a plane going, hey guys, my book is coming October 24th and I'm putting finishing touches on it. I'm like, finishing touches? That shit is printed, girl. What do you mean? Long time ago. What does this mean? <laughs> I don't even know why the wording was that. It doesn't make sense to me. Obviously, the book is finished. Um, it's probably sitting in stock rooms everywhere right now. And as that video was being filmed. So I don't know if they just said, here's what you have to say. And she said it. Nothing about it makes sense, especially Agreed. for a memoir. No. And this is like literally the marketing is like, this is her most, she's telling you for the first time in her own words, her personal journey. And it's like trying to make us think we're going to get 
all of, like we're going to connect to Brittany, but like she is so absent from this process that we're like confused by it. And I mean, listen, it, it's possible that when she wrote it, she wrote everything and um, maybe it really is all of it. Maybe it is. I doubt it. But maybe everything we want to hear is there. And now she's having some kind of struggle that's keeping her from showing up as her best self in this promotion cycle and they're doing her a solid but I don't know, because if I look back to when it was delayed, and I, I really feel like that was them trying to buy more time to figure out what they were going to do without Britney to promote this book. And then you look at the actual advertising that's happening for it, even down to the name of it, The Woman in Me, all ties back into the promotion they're doing for it, because that is a line from I'm Not a Girl Yet Not a Woman, which is the main song from Crossroads, which is the main thing they're doing to promote this book. And also, it seems like the main theme of the book is, let me talk about shit that happened 20 years ago. People don't want to hear about what happened 20 years ago. We, we, we were there. We saw it. We read it. We're over it. That's not what people want to know about. But all the advertising for the book, all the promos for the book seem to be hinting at shit that happened 20 years ago. Yeah, until recently when we did eventually get that page six article saying there's going to be bombshells about the conservatorship. And we're like, really? And why did you wait so long to say this? It feels like a Hail Mary. You're you're like three weeks out from releasing this. It kind of just seems like you want me to buy it now. Yeah, it definitely does seem like a Hail Mary because up until this point, we haven't been hearing anything like that. We've just been hearing about old scandals of relationships and flings, romantic flings and all like, really, really? This is not what that book was supposed to be about. They know it. We all know it. So I did order it. I will read it. I, mm. I'm trying to remain hopeful. But as of right now, I have low expectations. Same. And it's just it's just harrowing to see how much they can and will do without Brittany actually participating. Because this week we found out that they are doing um, like drag queen brunches well they're not all drag queen brunches some of them are some are britney impersonators um like ashley britney one more time is doing a promo at hamburger mary's in orlando where you can show up and watch her perform and then get the book and i'm like this is doing so much without britney yeah it is doing a lot without britney there's some near me it's called britney one more brunch i think that's <laughs> yeah what they're called where you can get you know show and a copy of the book and everything but again i do think it's a really cute idea and by the way, these were all organized by Simon & Schuster. Like Simon & Schuster is paying for all these events. They're not just little local events that were put together. Simon & Schuster went to these places and said, hey, this is what we want to do. So they're planning these things. Like, where's the plan for Brittany? Where's the plan for Brittany? What is she going to do? Where's the books that are going to get signed and the giveaways and, oh, get a copy that's signed by Brittany or, oh, get a personalized message from Brittany or all the things that people typically do when they put out a book. Instead, exactly. we have these random local bars doing shows, which is cool and fun. But again, where is Britney in any of this? Right. And, and the paint and sips that are happening where you can paint a Britney picture. I'm like, these are all cute. The re-release of Crossroads, cute. But like, why? Why did it have to be like this? Because I've worked in advertising for over a decade. And I can just tell you with my full chest that like the plan was going to be for her to be a part of promotion. For some reason, she's not. Of course, she the plan would have been to have her part of this. It's her book. It's her story. I can't imagine anyone saying like, oh, let's release Britney's book and not involve her at all. So something happened that she doesn't want to be involved or she can't be involved. I don't know. A lot of the time, I think maybe it's 
the upcoming court case, I have no idea. No. And then add in the fact that uh, this past week, she also posted a very crypt. Well, actually, it was pretty straightforward. I was going to say cryptic, but it was way more straightforward than she usually is. And she said, I'm writing and writing because she was on a plane. So she was writing on a plane. I'm writing and writing and I- I'm working on book two. Hashtag the woman in me. Like, what are you what are you talking about? You're working on a book, too. And by the way, that was deleted. Gone. Very quickly gone. But I mean, I took that as what everyone else took that as, as in she's writing on a part two to her memoir. Because she yeah. said volume two comes after volume one or something like that. So it's like, girl, we haven't even read volume one yet. We can't even get you to talk about volume one. And you're telling us you're writing volume two. What is going on here? It's ridiculous. I mean, and, and I, I don't know what it means. It's like, okay, a lot of fans, myself included, take that as, okay, so you didn't get to say what you wanted to say in the book that's coming. And this is how you're telling us. And so now you're saying, I'm still going to tell my story, just not here. But that's not good for advertising, which is why I think it got taken down. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Simon and Schuster was probably like, um, yeah, no, <laughs> that's not going to fly. We need to get rid of that. But that's how I interpreted it as well. Like she didn't get to say what she wanted to say, or maybe not everything she wanted to say. So she's jotting it down now and is going to have that one part two come on the heels of part one. So she can put her real story out there. I mean, either that, or it's going to be very Sam centric because I think she left him out of that book for the most part. I'm sure whatever is in the book about Sam is all very positive because they were still together. But even so, like, does anybody actually want to read a whole book about Brittany and Sam? Um, maybe me not gonna lie <laughs> fair fair enough I've seen my content yes <laughs> but that's true I thought of that as well because she there were articles that said Brittany went to Simon and Schuster when the divorce was announced and she tried to get stuff added in about Sam and they told her you know too bad so sad way too late to add anything into the book now because it was already printing so, putting the finishing touches yeah but those finishing touches couldn't be anything about Sam and Scarry. So I was thinking maybe this volume two is all, you know, spilling some Sam tea because she wanted to add it into the first book, but didn't get to. How much is there to say, though? But I guess we'll never know what went on behind closed doors. So maybe there is a lot to say. Yeah, maybe. It also just sounds like a couple of extra chapters, which makes me think that's not all it is. But we'll see. I don't know. I also don't even fully believe she's writing (laughs) a second book already. I mean, possibly, but I think she's gone rogue. If she is, it's not going to be like she's not sitting down with the ghostwriter and dictating this second book. She's probably just maybe jotting down some of her thoughts and feelings. She did give us some poetry. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what she's working on at the moment. That's true. She had some very pointed poetry a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago about her family and said, this is part of an upcoming project. So you never know with Brittany, do you? No, you don't. (laughs) She keeps us guessing. (laughs) That's that's one thing that's for sure. She does keep us guessing. Okay, so let's move on to what have we missed in the world of Britney Spears's Instagram since Charlie and I last recorded. And um, there's been a lot, a lot of action, but I think the biggest action was around the knives dance yeah for sure i mean it's a full-on meme at this point like it's gone viral <laughs> hibachi brit <laughs> hibachi brit <laughs> shout out to Brock. listen i 
I love those videos. The one that he did specifically, I love that video of her dancing around and doing the hibachi and the music and everything. And I hope that um, she knows that we are not poking fun at her with that. It is very loving. He said I would spend my entire life savings to go have this experience. So it was definitely meant with love, but I was laughing. Absolutely. Same, same. Um, It is, you know, a way to kind of make light of what appeared to be maybe a very serious situation because we know after that initial video, we got the second video, which looked like she was a little bit cut up mm-hmm. from those knives. And then we got the wellness check. So turned very serious very quickly. Yeah. So it's like on the one hand, you know, I, I don't want to laugh at anybody struggling mentally and um, not at their expense. Like if, if they want me to laugh, I want to laugh with them, but I don't want to laugh at anyone's expense. I don't know what to make of the serious part of it because it's it is bizarre it is bizarre the thing that got me about the knives post is i felt like it didn't seem new and if if that's true if it was older footage then why is it coming up right now the timing of it felt really weird followed quickly by a wellness check that came from within the lapd like not even a fan call like some people are trying to spin it came from an internal like what did you call them you 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 know the name the lapd smart team which is their mental health division yeah so they allegedly said that she was on their radar already and then they decided to do a check based off of that post is that right Yeah, the person, it was an individual member of LAPD smart team, and it's reported that they know Brittany. I don't know what that means by they know Brittany, whether or not they have worked with her before in some capacity, or whether they know her on a personal level. But that's allegedly who the call came from. And that person called Ventura County PD and asked them to do the wellness check. But as we all know, initially, they tried to pin it on fans again. Of course. Yeah. The the initial articles that came out definitely tried to point the finger at fans, which was really unfair because I don't think fans had anything to do with this. They didn't. Allegedly, it was this LAPD member who called it in, which makes the wellness check even more concerning because, again, they did not see or speak to Brittany. They spoke mm-hmm. to two members of her security team. So if the call is actually coming from a verified person who's a member of the LAPD and who knows Brittany, I would think they would take it a little bit more seriously and actually make sure that they speak with her. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, if you're one job, not the and, and listen, I don't agree with calling wellness checks on Britney Spears, um, specifically as a fan or as someone who doesn't know her. So this is not me advocating for that um, because she has a lot of trauma around police. And I think she's made that clear. But if they are already there and they're going to perform this public service that we the people are paying them to perform, they need to perform it. Absolutely. It's kind of scary that in California, it seems you can call a wellness check. And if it's a famous person, they're not going to take that wellness check seriously. Like one of their their staff members could just be like, everything's cool here. And they'll be like, OK, bye. I know. It doesn't make sense. I mean, the only thing I kept thinking about with, okay, so they went all the way there. And this was at their own volition, too. So they decided as a department, we need to perform this check. And then they went there and didn't actually perform the check. Then there has to be a reason for that, right? So I I started going into the conspiracy mind of, well, what if Brittany just wasn't there? What if she was not staying in that house at this time, but that's not public knowledge? So they couldn't check her. 
Yeah. And we saw some footage of what looks like she was on vacation. Maybe she was on vacation. But then I don't understand why all these articles went out of their way to say Britney was home. Like, why not just say Britney wasn't home? She was on vacay, living her best life. Like, why make it a big deal to say she was home, but we didn't talk to her? Truly, I have no idea. And the only kinds of explanations I can come up with are wild conspiracy (laughs) being like, she's in witness protection somewhere, so they can't say it. But like, that's unlikely. It's unlikely that Britney Spears is in witness protection with as high of a profile person as she is. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But then it's it's also confusing because she posted a picture of ballerina shoes with knives in it and talked about her experience with the wellness check. And she made it sound like they spoke to her, but they didn't. So I'm, I'm so confused. That post is another post, yet another Britney post that sent me spiraling. Me too. Um, um, for many reasons, that being one of them, she did make it sound like she talked to them, which we now know she did not. And she changed the post. The post, she originally was calling out LAPD or the police in general who did this wellness check and seemed very unhappy with them yeah. for this happening. And then once it came out that um, it wasn't fans, it was the LAPD, she changed the post to then blame fans. So I'm very confused because it seems like If she was going to call out anyone at first, it should have been fans because initial reports said a fan called it in. Right. Once they corrected themselves, why would she then call out fans? I was very confused by that. I was confused by that, too, especially because it came in the opposite order. Right. So at first, at first, the reports were like, hey, it was probably fans. And so when she posted saying it was the police that went against that. But then once the narrative in the news flipped to it wasn't fans, her page flipped to it was. So it was almost like a plan enacted backwards. <laughs> like I, I just can't explain it. It was so weird. Exactly. And it's one of those moments where I was like, is this another timing mistake with the posts on her Instagram? Because we've seen would appear to be timing mistakes before where things kind of line up with what's going on in the media, but not really. And then they kind of post again or edit the post to rearrange things to make them fit better. And it seemed like one of those situations, but the opposite of what it should have been, which is strange. Right. And you always notice those when you feel like something was presented like in the wrong order by a team or whatever. You're so good about noticing those. Um, But I think you're right. And you know, I I still feel in my heart that that Knives footage wasn't brand new, which is fine because we know Britney's stockpile shit. Like, we know that. But I, her hair extensions, the way she was looking, the way the what was in the background behind her was not looking like her more recent stuff to me. It was looking like a couple of months old. And then if that's if that's the case, like, why is it coming out now? Why is it triggering a wellness check? All this chain of events. I mean, we did have snow, so we know it's kind of kind of new-ish. At least June. At least June, because snow, for, from what we can see, she got snow in June. But even if it was a couple months old or a few months old, it still begs the question, why now? Why hold on to that until a particular point in time? And I honestly think, I think they wanted a wellness check. I think Me too. They've been baiting fans to call in another wellness check since the first one. Um and since that wasn't happening and no one was taking that bait, we all saw what happened the first time. So no one took the bait. So they kind of took matters into their own hands. And you can still believe 
that this was a planned event and believe that Britney posted it herself because it's it's highly possible that she did that video months ago and it's just sitting in her archives and then somebody got in her ear and said, Shakira just did a VMA performance with knives. You should post yours as an homage to her. You have that because I still think that she actually filmed this knife dance as a response to the TMZ documentary back in like May or whatever when they said keep knives away from Britney. I think she was trolling, but then who's in her ear telling her to post it if that was true? You know, I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions too. And I just think of all the posts leading up to this, which were alarming. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you have to ask yourself, why do they want these wellness checks? You know, like what would be the end game of that? Especially if they're never going to see her. Like, I don't understand though. If it's a setup and they're going to, they're going to set up a wellness check to do something to Britney, wouldn't they make sure to do it when they're actually going to see Britney? I would, I would think so. I mean, that would make the most sense, right? set it up so that they could see Britney. Like if they're trying to, I don't know what they're trying to use it for. Let's say they're trying to use it to stack up the evidence against her to get her back in a conservatorship or something. I would think they would want the police to see her in whatever state that she's in that they think is, you know, not painting her in a good light. But that doesn't seem to happen. They never see her. Yeah. Ashlyn did a video talking about all the different wellness checks that happened over the last year. And it seems that there were a lot of them. It's just that only these two were publicized. Um, the one from January, and then the one, this most recent Knives Dancing video one. But there, I think there's been like seven wellness checks put in on Britney. Um, I, I don't know who did those, but there's been quite a lot. And th- I, I don't know that they've ever laid eyes on Britney. That's a another question in and of itself. Why don't they talk about these other ones? Who called in these other ones, first of all? Because I don't think I don't think she's in an area where like her neighbors could just hear. She was having an argument with Sam or whatever. I don't think anyone could hear that. No. Her house is very big. It's relatively secluded and separated from the other houses in that neighborhood. So it would have to be someone, the call would have to come from inside the house, literally. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, with Brittany, I feel like I always have more questions than, than answers. Always. (laughs) Speaking of questions, um, what what posts have been sticking out to you recently on Britney's Instagram? Because we've it's been a busy couple of weeks. It has been a busy couple of weeks. There are a couple that are sticking out to me because it seems like, you know how Britney is always saying, reflecting back, reflecting back. Yes. Seems like she's been reflecting back quite often recently. We've been getting some posts that are actually reposts. But they're from a time period in her life where um, she wasn't very happy and she was actually calling people out. So, for example, we got the post with the scooter mm. and she's standing in her garage with the little, little scooter in front of Sam's Mustang. That's an old post. And in that original post, she's talking about bridges right? and the traumatizing experience she had there. Yeah. And just for anybody who doesn't know, Bridges is the facility that she was put in um, sometime between January of 2019 and April of 2019. And that's um, where she famously was being held against her will. And any time in her post that she says four months and 10 hours a day, she's always talking about that time period from Bridges. Yeah. And then we got the Warrior Angel post. That was an interesting post. But again, that was a repost. And she originally posted that talking about the free Britney movement. And the the old one, the most important part was hashtag free Britney movement has given me strength in finding confidence, my voice and my sword. Thank you. Hmm. 
What And what did the recent one say about her sword and tongue? Because I feel like that's important. That seems to be her way of saying, like, it's given me the freedom to speak up on the things that were done to me. So I wonder how that's different now in the repost. In the newest one, the repost, it says the sword is on fire. It represents her tongue, which I believe is her heart. I think the shield represents her angels of protection. She finds her massive wings and when she opens them, learns to fly. She gets crowned and a light remains over her head. I have no idea, but sounded good to me. And by the way, this post has also been deleted. So it wasn't up for very long. I think it was up for like a night and then it got deleted. And I wonder why, because I mean, fans immediately recognized the callback to hashtag free Britney. And I don't know if she's posting these things to tell us something or if it's something like, oh, I'm logging into Facebook and my time hop is showing up and it's like, this is what you posted two years ago. And then you're just like, oh, I still like this. Let me repost it. It it could be no meaning. How do we know? That's what I was wondering as well. Is she seeing this? But this is the first time I've seen it happening so often where she's doing the repost. And the reposts seem very pointed to one particular topic, which is very hard time in her life, mm-hmm. the ending of the conservatorship, um, and shout outs to the Free Britney movement. Yeah. And, you know, the Free Britney movement really got its feet because of the issue in 2019 with her being put in bridges. And recently, myself and a ton of other creators that I've been seeing, especially on Instagram, have been digging back into this bridges situation and looking for more. And I don't I don't know if that's her way of acknowledging that she's seeing it and like giving the thumbs up or if it's just completely random. But it does feel really um, pointed. It does. Like she's looking at a particular moment in time and why maybe with court coming up, it's digging up a lot of old feelings for her. And she's just feeling like she needs to say something again. Or maybe because of her book coming out and maybe she's reflecting on her past and we don't know what's in there. I can't freaking wait to see. But it's not it's not crazy to think that she is addressing fans at this point because that post that came up recently with her, the picture of her and Cade together, where she is literally addressing fans, um, criticizing her for using filters and Facetune and all that stuff just came up. So we know that she is in a sort of addressing fans mood. Yeah. That seemed very pointed at fans. I mean, she was flat out saying, how come you guys can use filters when you go on social media, but I can't? What makes you any better than me? So it felt like she was clapping back at fans, for sure. Definitely felt like that to me, too. I mean, but, you know, with these things... (sighs) You, you have your two camps of people. You have your, well, maybe even three camps of people. You have your Britney doesn't post to that Instagram camp. You have your Britney does post to that Instagram camp. And then you have the people in the middle who are like, well, sometimes it's her and sometimes it's not her. We don't know. And so depending on which camp you fall into is going to greatly affect how you read that post. I, I mean, so if you are someone who doesn't think Britney posts, um, then you're, you're of course going to think, oh, this is just Team Con trying to cover their tracks and they're trying to make everybody um, lay off Britney because they don't want us to know the truth. But uh, if you're one of the people who thinks it is her, you're like, shit, we've been hurting her feelings possibly. And you, you and me have been two of those people who have really looked into the glitches and stuff. And especially even privately, I think you and I talked about it privately a lot more than we did 
publicly. Yeah, for sure. We did. Months. A lot. For months and months and months. And like for anybody who says, oh, Alan, you changed your mind overnight about body filters and blah, blah, blah. I think, T, you're the one person who could really attest to the fact that you and I talked about that from like May to August. Yeah, we we talked extensively on all of that and looked into things privately. Not a lot of things were made public on our on our TikTok pages. These were private conversations and a lot of re- research we did behind the scenes. But we are kind of those people, I guess you could say, who live in the middle. At least I am. I think we both are. That's why I, I like to look at it from both sides. Like, okay, if Brittany is posting this, what does it mean? If Team Khan is posting this, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. And with the Facetune stuff, if you look at it from Britney's angle, she's calling out fans and she's mad because she feels like fans are being hypocritical about judging her for her filters. If it's Team Con posting, they're trying to make fans feel guilty and explain away the glitches that fans see in her videos. But again, the question is, why, why? No matter what camp you're in, I don't think that a caption from Britney is really enough to convince anyone of anything. Um, So... I feel for her if she is tired of the criticism, if it is hurting her or causing her damage, I feel very bad for her. But at the same time, like the the level of trust with fans now is really low. And I think we're going to have to see her address it in a more, uh, first of all, on video, (laughs) on video. It's just not going to work in a caption because if you're someone who doesn't believe Britney has control over the Instagram, you're just going to see this as team con games. Like we need to see Britney say it if she wants it to really have an impact. I agree. But even in that post, she says herself, I have social anxiety. So I think she's telling you right there, like, this is all you're going to get. Either listen or don't listen, but this is all you're going to get because I have social anxiety. I'm not going to do a live. I'm not going to do... I mean, even if she did do a video, not a live video, just a video, no one would believe that either. That was actually her. You're probably right. I mean, the le- like I said, the level of distrust is, is really high now. I mean, and not for no reason. Not for no reason. So I don't know what it's going to take. But I do think, though, yeah, I totally understand her social anxiety situation. I have it, too. I, I stay a lot in my house because of my social anxiety. And I understand her not wanting to be out and about and in the public and being harassed by paparazzi and all that stuff. But... She has no problem making a shit ton of videos, staring deeply into the camera and smiling and performing. So it doesn't seem like she's shy with her phone. So I don't know why she couldn't record a video speaking. That's very true. And it's one of my many questions I have. (laughs) Me too. The woman who constantly says she wants privacy um, is also constantly inviting her, inviting us into her home. So it's like, which one is it, Britt? You want privacy and for us to leave you alone? Or do you want to show us your most intimate moments of you dancing and being vulnerable in your house? What is it? Yeah, to to that, I would say, and, you know, if this is all Brittany posting everything and doing all these things herself, um, then I would say it's less about privacy and more about control for her. I think she probably wants to control the way the world perceives her at this point and control what the world gets versus what they don't because she didn't have that control for so long. That's true. Um, she did not. We don't know if she still does fully. But yeah, she she wants to control her image at this point. I don't think she's ever had the opportunity to control her image. It was always controlled for her. She never got to present right. herself her true self to the world. It was always 
crafted by someone else. I mean, not after the conservatorship started. I think early on, maybe she did a little bit. Well, even then, she had managers and teams and and all kinds of people telling her, you have to be this character, this, you know, all-American sweet girl. So now she's in full control. Well, we hope she's in full control. We don't know for sure. And what we're getting may be raw, authentic Britney. Yeah. And, you know, frankly, she also just might not be the same girl that she was before the conservatorship. And so not only are we maybe getting raw Britney, it's a different Britney and we're not used to it. Quite honestly, who would be the same after going through that? I can't even imagine. I don't know how anyone expects to see um, 17 year old hit me baby one more time, Britney ever again. That's just that's out of the question. Well, that's also ridiculous, because if you compare me now to when I was 17 and I have I've been through stuff, but nothing like what she's been through. I'm a totally different person, too. So expecting someone to be the person that they were as a teenager is absolutely ludicrous. It is. But I feel like some people do still want that Britney back. And it's like she's a grown woman now who's been through some shit. Think logically here. We're not going to see that Britney ever again. That's that's child Britney. Well, and you know, she this was a couple of weeks ago, but she made that caption where she said the thing about people saying, we miss you. We miss you. And I honestly, I think that's what she was talking about is the fans who say we miss the old Britney and all that stuff. And I that is a hurtful thing to say. Like, think about it. If I came to you and I was like, T, I miss the old you. And you were like, well, shit, I thought I was like my best version right now and that I'm growing and changing and you don't like me better. Yeah, it's got to be a hurtful thing. Like if you did come to me with that, I'd be like, wait a minute. I thought we were friends. What are you talking about the old me? Like it's not a nice thing to say, especially to someone who's been through it like Brittany. Right. And for you to say I miss the old Brittany would feel probably to her like you're saying I miss when she was being controlled and abused. And like, that's not that's not ever going to fly. I don't think I, I hope fans don't say that to her because <laughs> it's mean. It is like like you said, or or when you were, quote unquote, normal, like, what am I not normal right. now? Well, I think that about wraps it up in Britney news for this week. I want to thank you so much for coming on and stepping in for Charlie in their absence. And I know they very much appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Charlie, for for trusting me with your baby here. And on that note, remember, people can take everything away from you, but they can never take away your truth. See See you you next next Tuesday, Tuesday, bitches. bitches.